Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Regardless of what you call it, Hart Plaza is one of the coolest spots in Detroit. An art garden hiding out in the open. There's nothing like a spectacular piece of sculpture, especially an interactive one like the fountain. And I think the fountain is a great example of the kind of things that a lot of cities were doing to try to attract people back downtown. While there may be some debate over the name, there is no debating its spot on the riverfront. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. Hart Plaza is part of Detroit's origin story. The site sits roughly where Antoine Cadillac first landed in 1701, so that site has been significant for over three centuries now. Fast forward to the 1970s, it was created as a central space downtown. Detroit music critic Gary Graff remembers the first hoedown held at Hart Plaza in 1983. The first hoedown coincided with my first year working and reporting here in Detroit, and I remember getting the notice that, okay, we're going to have a big country music festival downtown. How's that going to go? You know, who's coming? Boy, did they come. I mean, and I still laugh. I remember, I don't know for what reason, I parked far away, but I remember hearing Hank Williams Jr. as if he was playing right next to me because they had the stage pointed away from the river to the north, stage backed up to the Detroit River. So up to where Comerica Park is now, you felt like Hank Williams Jr. was playing right in front of you. I really feel that was where the flag got planted, where it said, you know what, there's a huge country audience in Detroit. Today, Hart Plaza remains one of the focal points of downtown, boosted by years of investment into Detroit's riverfront. It finds itself in the news regularly for hosting signature downtown events like Movement. But today it's in the headlines for a different reason. Members of Detroit City Council have tabled consideration of a resolution for the possible renaming of Detroit's Heart Plaza to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Plaza. Joining us live with those details is WWJ's John Hewitt. John. Brooke, that proposal was made by Detroit City Councilwoman Mary Waters, and it would seek to rename Heart Plaza, as you mentioned, which opened back in 1975 along the riverfront, which had been named after the late U.S. Senator Philip Hart. Among those voicing their disapproval today during public comment was Sam Riddle representing the Michigan National National Action Network. We're diametrically opposed to the removal of Phil Hart's name at Hart Plaza. We believe that would be a travesty. I personally knew Phil Hart. Without Senator Hart, there would have been no Voting Rights Act of 1965. Just last month, part of the NAACP's June Jubilee celebration included a statue unveiling of Dr. King in Hart Plaza. 
we are not here to debate the naming of the plaza. From my purview, Senator Hart and the Reverend Dr. King were both great men, so we'll leave that conversation to elected officials. But as you look more closely, Hart Plaza is more than a gathering space. It is a garden housing art by world-famous artists like Isamu Noguchi, who designed the Dodge Fountain, or Michigan legend David Barr, whose famed transcending monument looks out over Jefferson and greets visitors to Hart Plaza upon arrival. What is more important than public art? I really think it's the most valuable kind of art. Art can be in a museum and we can appreciate it in that context, but there's nothing like a big, spectacular piece of sculpture, especially an interactive one like the fountain, to just get anyone walking by drawn to it. And I think the fountain is a great example of the kind of things that a lot of cities were doing in the 1950s and 1960s to try to attract people back downtown. That voice you heard back there belongs to Alexandra Lang. She is a design critic who actually wrote a book that discusses the work of Noguchi. It's called The Design of Childhood. Now, David Barr may not be as globally famous as Noguchi, but here in Michigan, he is a huge deal. Here is his daughter, Heather Adamchak. They did a fountain at the Detroit Zoo and the Butterfly House. They did Flint. He did a large sculpture in Warren in front of City Hall, Fairlane. So he started to become more popular. He also had one at Meadowbrook, one at the Capitol in front of the library. So by the time he did Transcending, I was married and kept kids. And one of the nicest things I think he did was my kids' handprints are at the bottom of the piece. My son's hand is holding a chain, and my daughter's hand is holding a computer mouse, and then my youngest daughter, just a little teeny handprint. Alexandra, our design critic, tells me that Noguchi was one of the most prolific artists of his time, a career that spans from the 1920s until his death in 1988. But there was this connection between the artist and Michigan. It is undeniable. When I was reading about Noguchi, it's interesting. You know, he has that piece in Detroit, but I noticed he has a connection to Herman Miller, which is in Zeeland here in Michigan. And he had worked with the Ford Motor Company at the 1939 World's Fair. It's interesting how he kind of comes in and out of Michigan. Never really here, but he pops in and out of our history. Yeah, I mean, Noguchi is really a Zelig-like figure across a lot of mid-century modern design because he did so many different types of design. He was one of those people that's just like incredibly talented, like everything he touched was great. Like the cool thing about Hart Plaza, especially in the Michigan setting, is that it uses both metal and stone. And I think, you know, Detroit is a city that, you know, made a lot of things out of metal. And so I'm sure he was thinking about the car industry when he created that circular fountain piece. Maybe Noguchi's connection is not as odd as it seems. Well, that's true if you have all of the facts, which Alexandra does. It's why I called her. She tells me that two very unconnected things drew Noguchi to the area. Detroit was actually a major design center in the post-war era, partially due to Cranbrook and partially due to the automobile industry. 
So it may seem unusual now that he was there, but at that time, there were a lot of other amazing designers that he was friends with, like Alexandra Girard and the Eameses um, and the Saarinen family that were also operating in Detroit. So they would have just invited him to come out as a friend, and he would have networked with people like the Booth family from Cranbrook and other powers that be in Detroit, and that's why he would have been considered for that fountain. Alexandra says the Dodge Fountain at Hart Plaza is way ahead of its time. Those that commissioned the work had something more traditional in mind. Think about the James Scott Fountain on Belle Isle. But Noguchi wanted something different, something people weren't doing. So it was the mist that people got, which these days is very popular thanks to the desire to conserve water. The more we spoke about Isamu Noguchi and David Barr, I wondered why they did things the way that they did. What drove him, do you think, to do things in these open spaces? A lot of artists make art that's untouchable, and it felt like he was driven to make things that were supposed to be touched. Yeah, I think he really thought that art was for everyone, and that meant all the members of the public, and also regardless of age. I think of the Heart Fountain and the plaza as being kind of like an all-ages playground, and I think that that was what he was striving for in a lot of these large works. Heather said the same thing about her father's art. He didn't make anything that wasn't supposed to be touched or used or consumed. I mean, he felt so strongly about that, he gave away his house. To be able to touch it and feel it, and, you know, because a lot of art you can't touch. Like his sculpture at Fairlane, people would call him and say, oh, there's people touching your art. He said, that's okay. That's why it's there, to just experience it, you know. He donated his house in Novi, so it's called the Villa Bar Park on Napier, and his house can be used for artists in residence, and it also can be used for social activities and things like that, but his sculptures are still on about five acres. It was all donated to the city of Novi. When people talk about things to do in downtown Detroit, These days, there are seemingly unlimited options, which is great. But next time you're downtown, don't forget about the most obvious option. I mean, where else can you view world-class art splashed along an international border all for free? Only in Hart Plaza. Today's big thanks go out to Alexandra Lang, Gary Graff, Heather Adamchek, and John Hewitt. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Do you want the Daily J delivered right to you? All you have to do is text WWJ to 20357 and you'll get it instantly. Message and data rates may apply. I'm Zach Clark and this is the Daily J. Thanks for listening. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. 
Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.